Welcome to Shelf Logic, the official podcast of the Maricopa County Library District. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Shelf Logic. I'm your host, Alyssa. And I'm Corbin. AKA JD Robb's biggest fan. Yep, you already know, right here, heard it first. And I know that you guys have been anticipating this episode for some time now. When is Corbin going to get his own MCLD? Shelf Logic episode where he just gets to pour his heart, affection, and soul out for the one and only Nora Roberts. Uh, slash J.D. Robb. And honestly, Nora Roberts. J.D. Robb. But let me also say that, Alyssa, you said it perfectly. This is my New Year's resolution to have the J.D. Robb exclusive episode. Uh, I don't even know if we had even heard of Shelf Logic at the time, but it was a resolution of mine to be able to talk about this. And, and, and this moment is here. And, and I'm just so, just so emotional. Okay, so I pulled some information from Britannical Library, which is available through the Maricopa County Library District, and we found that Nora Roberts was born October 10th of 1950 in Maryland. She's an American romance novelist. Hmm. Romance. Not not mystery, like J.D. Robb, because they are... Two different people. Two different people all together. Exactly. In fact, just... Continue. You're right. There, there's no resemblance between the two. No, not not a one. They they just happen to be twins. Um, so yeah, she in 2012 released her 200th book called The Witness. So I feel like that is pretty impressive. The fact that she's written 200 books. I mean, what the heck? I don't even know. Aside from authors with help like James Patterson, who have been able to put that much output of material out on a, on a regular basis entirely by themselves. I mean, I completely agree, Corbin. She is kind of a, a one-of-a-kind lady, definitely. Mm-hmm. I, I must say, I, I'll admit it, her work is pretty phenomenal. Yep, 100%. I think that, you know, you can find them from our libraries if you look up Nora Roberts. Or using, J.D. Robb. Or J.D. Robb using our search catalog, mcldaz.org. You will find a plethora of work that she has done or contributed to it will really just take up the rest of the year and even more because i mean unless you're a fast reader such as some that i know 200 books is that's a little bit of reading i mean corbin i'm not gonna lie i feel like you could knock that out in just like a couple days by the beach you you got your nora roberts jd robb collection and you're just chilling i mean listen yeah it doesn't take much winter reading program is coming around the corner and like oh no yeah, I might make it entirely Nora Roberts, J.D. Robb. So for those of you that don't know, our winter reading program usually occurs um, December, January mm-hmm. to about February, March, somewhere around yep. there. Um, we'll get the details to you as soon as we get them. But Corbin is the most competitive person I have ever met, and I thought I was competitive. No. Corbin wins in this one, um, and there have been times where he is just like full on reading J.D. Robb at 3 in the morning with his nightlight just so he can beat me. Yeah, yeah, our our battles are legendary. Winter reading program takes no prisoners, and uh, yeah, we are all about that. So we'll have to share more when we get there. But listen, JD Rob will be a featured part of my reading. Yeah, well, we'll definitely keep you posted and post our reading list probably on this podcast when that comes due. Yep. So, uh, Corbin, tell me a little bit about um, your queen, the amazing, the wonderful. Your heart throbs for her, JD Rob. Okay, so, you know, J.D. Robb had basically made her career um, by the time we get to, like, the early 90s on writing classic contemporary romance novels. Uh, Then she went to Putnam, uh, the publishing house there, and was still putting out such 
a tremendous output of books that it was suggested, hey, maybe you should like try to split them up a little bit. Come up with maybe an alter ego, you know, something to challenge you. Because think of, I'm trying to find a good analogy that everyone will, will agree with, but think of Marvel. Marvel, you know, at a certain point, Marvel Comics, they got to a point where they, there were no challengers, you know? Nobody can knock them off their pedestal. And, and think of, you know, Coca-Cola. Actually, think Pepsi-Cola, the same thing. And they were bored. They didn't really have anyone to, to come at them. And so what did they do? Well, not Pepsi, put just mango. Coke. They decided to put, Pepsi put mango in theirs. Coca-Cola went to New Coke, which, for my time, but I heard it was uh, controversial. And Nora Roberts decided to make J.D. Robb. And I found this story very, very interesting because I was not aware. And I thought I knew most everything about J.D. Robb. But do tell. when she decided to adopt a, a second pseudonym so they would be to be so that they would be able to publish more of her work each year her agent um amy burkover convinced the publishers to allow her to write these same romantic suspense novels under this new name so she set out to find a new name to work with and she ended up coming with jd rob uh the jd the initials there were taken from her sons jason and dam and then roberts was just shortened to be rob so jd rob but what was really, really interesting to me was that she first decided to use the pseudonym B.J. McGregor. <laughs> but <laughs> she found out just before she went to publish her first work under that name that it had already been taken and used by another author. Connor McGregor? No. <laughs> but the fact that that pseudonym was a common pseudonym, like, in there, it must be like a pseudonym dictionary that you just go, oh, taken, taken, taken. Because I thought it was very interesting um, that there was that. So imagine if we were just reading DJ McGregor and not JD Robb. See, I don't know that I could take that seriously because, like, DJ McGregor, I think of somebody like, you know. It, it, yeah, in, you're about to drop a sick beat. In the club, dropping beats, boom, you know. Boom, boom, boom. Mm -hmm. DJ yeah. McGregor, boom, 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 you know. Yeah, I guess you would know more about that than I would. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> Just wanted to do that one time. Okay. But anyway, so J.D. Robb, with her first published book, Naked and Death, came out in 1995, a great year. Um, not going to elaborate anymore as to why, but a great year in, in, in history. Uh, she comes out with this first book, which really kicks off this series of what is known as the In-Death series. If you've heard an episode of Shelf Logic with myself and Alyssa, then you know that the In-Death series is, is, is really a, a, a foundational piece of my literature journey uh and and one that i i recommend to any and all um this is under our library more known as mystery um some libraries have it just kind of designated as fiction i would say that there's more elements of mystery and police procedural in this series than there is romance although romance is definitely a part of it with elements of suspense as well but brief synopsis as i am want to do. It concerns Lieutenant Eve Dallas set in the year 2067. Um, and it goes between it goes between 2058 and 2067. Or 2058 and 20 yeah, I said it right the first time. And in this set range of years, Lieutenant Dallas, her handsome, charming, rich businessman, detective, husband Rourke, and this lovely cast of characters that you get to know from day one and, and really just evolve with each book, solve a series of murders. Each book usually involves, I'd say, two to three murders within the course of the book as Lieutenant Dallas and her team desperately try to figure out who is behind the crime 
and trying to unearth bigger mysteries that present themselves throughout the book. So, um, just to chime in here, not to break up Corbin's, you know, I, I, was, I was feeling it. I have, so I am currently enrolled in a master's program for my uh, master's of library science to become a librarian. And the very last class that I'm taking has a teacher who is equally obsessed with J.D. Robb. She went on, and I kid you not, a 30-minute rant about how great she is, um, how Eve Dallas is like this amazing detective woman, and Rourke is, okay, but you know, he's there. And then uh, the butler apparently plays this major role, and he's of some significance. Somerset is his name. Somerset is his name. Think Alfred from Batman, just elegantly dressed, always a dry word for Dallas. They have a very um very interesting combative relationship, but there's all love at the end of the day. And JD Robb writes it beautifully with each book. And it, if I understand correctly, <clears throat> she does complete her stories fully. So like it's not like, oh my god, I'm like sitting here waiting for two years for the next cliffhanger to end. Oh yes. No, each book comes to a complete stop. Um, before the next one comes out, there's two books a year. Occasionally you'll be able to find Eve Dallas and other members of the in-depth family in different anthologies that she will write where she'll have short little mysteries with them involved but yeah each book is self-contained and what i enjoy most about this series you could just pick up one start there you'll get a good feel for the characters and then move on to the next one i started with book 27 i <laughs> listen it was recommended to me from a customer at the library and the only one we had in stock was book 27 so i picked it up i devoured that book in one night and i was just on a quest and even now, semi-annually, I will check out all 50 books and just read through them. Just just to really feel the experience again. What number is she on? Is she on like 52? Two. Two? Is it yeah, 52? 52. Okay. Yeah. Because I know Golden and Death was kind of like the marker for the 50th. Mm-hmm. You know. Forgotten and Death just came out this year um, with another one due to come at the end of the year. Oh, she's another one coming at the end of the year. Wow, she's cranking those out pretty fast. She's a prolific writer, one of the greatest of our time, and a true treasure to have in the literature world. Okay, so now we're going to go on and we're going to go ahead and talk about our favorite books from either Nora Roberts or J.D. Robb. I'll let you guess who's going to talk about who. But Corbin, let's have you go first. Okay, so my first book, it has to be the one that I started with, uh, Creation and Death. Oh, no. Um, Listen, it's kind of dark so just word to the wise there uh, most of her books as far as tone are concerned are definitely not light-hearted it's definitely a I think law and order in that type of feel when you read these books dun dun actually oh man anyways close um but definitely have that type of mindset when you read them you know maybe you know have your comfort food with you it's that type of feel but creation and death definitely takes on a darker tone it's eve basically returning to a mystery that she wasn't able to solve when she first became a detective 10 years prior and this was concerning a guy who would kidnap and kill women and then um dress them back up with like the finest perfumes and stuff and lay them out in different parts with a mark as to how long they lasted from the torture they were given before they passed and this case took on such an edge because obviously i mean that was very disturbing um and the characters in the tale reacted as such. And so with each chapter, it goes back and forth Well, every other chapter between Eve and Rourke and literally the entire New York Police Department trying to, you know, put their resource together, trace 
uh, where they went wrong, the contentious relationships that are being re-sparked where people are starting to blame each other for why this case was able to get away for so long. And then it goes between the actual killer, who we don't get the name of, but him kind of describing his process, his life up to this point. It's really interesting. I think the tension builds with each chapter and it ends in this explosive crescendo that I really greatly enjoyed. So I would definitely recommend that book for sure. I'm going to throw it to Alyssa for her recommendation, especially since Nora Roberts isn't exactly on my, uh, you know, top read list. I'm very intrigued by this one. You know, um, I actually like Nora Roberts because mm. I feel like she has a lot of good writing and um, her stories are very interesting, to be honest. I kind of like how she dabbles in different um, book genres. So, yeah. um, J.D. Robb is known for her mystery crime thrillers and Nora Roberts here, this first one I'm going to be talking about, this series is called The Dragon Heart Legacy. The first one in the series is called The Awakening. So it's very interesting. Um, first off, I love the fact that it takes place in Ireland. So I just find like Ireland and to be so fascinating. And stop looking at me. Like you'll that. love you'll love Rourke. I was saying you'll love Rourke because Rourke is from Ireland, and no. you know it's constantly alluded to alluded to in each book. So I definitely think you should check it out. So I, I'm really curious to know what her um, connection to Ireland is because I was looking up a couple of her books, and she does make a lot of references to Ireland. Um, which I'll talk about in a little bit. But anyways, Breen Kelly is the main character of The Awakening, and she is this disgruntled young woman who is in a lot of student loan debt. Student loan debt part I sympathize with. I can relate to that. Um, So she notices a man following her in, like, this really creepy kind of way. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, like any girl in a big city, you see somebody following you, obviously you're going to get creeped out and, like, run. So she starts... Uh, house sitting for her mother and she finds out that she is actually uh, inheriting like millions of dollars from her mother which is like crazy so she goes to the legal offices in Ireland to you know get this money pay off her student loan debt be a little bit happier I can't blame her there and instead she enters like this mystical magical portal that takes her to a land that's full of fairies elves mermaids um and then surprise, your girl has some magic powers herself. So, I mean, it it is so interesting. I can't wait for the second one. The second one comes out in November. Uh, this one came out in 2020. So the second one's called The Becoming, and it'll come out in November of 2021. But I'm like, how many sitting on the edge of my seat? I, I was a little excited for it. It's like mysterious, yet supernatural. I always love when you can throw in some fairies, because I think those are adorable. I mean, you are a Disney person, so I think it kind of just speaks to your background more or less. Assume loan debt, I'd imagine, probably heavily factors in as well. So that that's intriguing there for sure. Um, but I'm going to recommend another book, a book number 37, Thankless in Death. Uh, you may know all these have a common theme in death, but this one is set in Thanksgiving. And this one is a, a fairly straightforward mystery. Uh, Lieutenant Eve Dallas is basically following this spoiled kid who has just developed a taste for killing. Uh, Lily, it starts off with this brat of a child, really brat of a young adult, named <laughs> Gerald Reinhold, who um, decides to just snap when his lunch isn't served to him at a proper time, and he's getting cut off from his job that he was flunking at because he just wasn't a good worker. He stabs his mom 54 times and then Holy. kills his dad. 
and then goes on a murderous rampage. This book was funny for me. It wasn't funny. That's the wrong choice of words. <laughs> this book was interesting to me, not because of the personality of Ryan Reinhold. He's just a, a jerk, um, a murderous jerk, which makes it doubly worse. It was really just the exploration of family, um, what people are thankful for, and kind of how you might be thankful for things that you don't appreciate in the moment but you take losing or not having in front of you to realize wow i am really thankful for x y or z uh, the mystery on its own isn't a mystery i mean they know who it is within the first couple chapters just by a series of bad luck they can never seem to catch this guy for which he is thankful for and it finally comes down to a fun little finish but i recommend this one definitely interesting starts abruptly again not one that you want to you know read as a cozy mystery unless you're into that but um, definitely an enjoyable book and a fun romp about, you know, the, the meaning of being thankful in murder. Thankful and murder. Definitely two things that go hand in hand. What did you say, Seth? I, I would when they involve J.D. Robb. Of course you would. DJ McGrath. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Um, <laughs> so that is two J.D. Robbs. Are, are you going to talk about Nora Roberts at all today? Negative, ma'am. Okay, great, because I wasn't planning on talking about J.D. Robb either. So, I know, hard gasp. Anyways, book number two that I'm going to talk about is another Nora Roberts fantastic fiction masterpiece that got released again in 2020. It's amazing how she keeps writing all these books in 2020. Quarantine. So, the second one is called Hideaway. And this is a standalone mystery book, which I love. I really don't like... Um, you know, cliffhanger type ones because then you just got to keep reading and you never feel like fully satisfied. So I, I do like clean little packages, which I feel like Hideaway is. It's adorable. So anyways, it follows the Sullivan family and they are, uh, to quote Nora, Hollywood royalty. Now, I don't really know how much I trust that description of somebody because when you say Hollywood royalty Corbin when I say Hollywood royalty who comes to your mind JD Robb um and then maybe <laughs> Beyonce no <laughs> Beyonce yes Beyonce queen forever um okay and oh, wrong person to ask my bad <laughs> so um the Sullivan family is basically Hollywood royalty, and they vacation in Big Sur, California. Um, Caitlin is their youngest child. She um, has always been the center of attention. However, during a game of hide-and-seek with her cousins, she ends up going missing, was abducted, broke away from her abductors, and, you know, basically you had to deal with trauma and whatever else comes with that for the rest of her life. Um, but it goes down this rabbit hole where she hits a, an age where she starts getting triggered by the events that have happened to her as a child during her abduction. And it kind of turns into this love, traumatic, suspenseful, vengeance type novel. And so I was very entertained by it. Entertained, bad choice of word, I guess. But very interested in it. Um, and it was very well written, which I love. Because sometimes, you know, the, the writing makes everything, I think. I think that's also a staple of both Robert and Rob's writing styles. That you can expect well-written books, whichever you read. That's the common staple of both. 
Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I wonder why that is. Me too, but I don't think too deeply about it. I find myself, I get confused if I did. So, I tend to keep it simple. You're easily confused, so, Annie. I mean, I don't Okay. Anywho. <laughs> guess what I'm not confused with? Connections to DJ McGregor. <laughs> okay. The last book I would like to recommend is Loyalty and Death. And honestly, I'm not going to reveal a whole lot of the plot. It's the first book in the series. There have been quite a few since then um that have dealt with issues of terrorism and large-scale homicide uh and that's where this book primarily focuses on this is uh eve dallas's first uh foray into that type of um large-scale destruction that mass destruction if you will uh this book was also one of her early ones uh this was published in october of 1999 and that's the reason i bring it up it came out during halloween which is that magical time when I highly recommend J.D. Robb books to be in circulation. But it is also the first book to have been on the New York Times bestseller list. And this is important, you know why? Because since then, every single J.D. Robb book has been a New York Times bestseller. I just wanted to point that out. Also, wow. another thing I wanna say is that although Loyalty and Death was the first bestseller, it wasn't until the 12th book, that's three books later, Betrayal and Death, that the publisher revealed fully that J.D. Robb was really a pseudonym for Noah Roberts. So for six years, they had y'all thinking that these are two totally different writers. There was no pictures, no no, no signed um, in front of you uh, books, so you weren't able to reveal the identity. This was a better secret identity than Clark Kent and Superman. This was a better secret identity than Bruce Wayne and Batman. This was like just the most well-kept secret. You could probably have an easier time finding KFC's 12 Spices or the secret <laughs> formula for Coca-Cola before you would find out that Jay Rob and Nora Roberts were the same. Cane sauce, too. There you go. Over a regional treat there, but I had agreed. So, you know... Shout you, out to Travis. Shout, there, there you go. Shout out to Travis. But that is something I wanted to bring up. Unmasked, her books truly exploded. But J.D. Robb slash Nora Roberts really wanted her books to gain merit for their own writing for their own style, for their own identity, before she used her own publicity as an already established romance writer to further promote her other works. And I respect that 100%. Uh, really think it's super cool. And those are my final recommendations. But honestly, read all of them. Every single one. All 200? All 200 books. All 52 J.D. Robb mystery books. Read them, enjoy them, and, and, and share them with others. Let's spread the word for great literature. That's what I stand for. That's that's my true identity here, Alyssa. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's all JD Rob really wants for her birthday is just for you to spread the love that you have for JD Rob because there is just so much of it in your body. Yes. I, I, I have so much to give. That's how I look at it. And I'm a giving person. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a loving person. I love JD Rob's work. Only when it comes to JD Rob. Yeah. That and, and some pizzas. You do love pizza. <laughs> um, so my third and final book that I will be discussing is called Legacy. It is a romance novel, again, by the one and only, well, actually, I guess there's two of them, Nora Roberts. <laughs> and it follows uh, Adrian Rizzo, who never met her father, which is a sad story. But um, she goes to meet him with her mom. Her mom, I guess that was a trigger for her mom, and her mom ends up going a little bit um, bonkers because of it. So she goes to live with Linda, who is her maternal grandmother. Uh, being raised by Linda caused her to have a lot of influences on Adrian, 
Um, so Adrian tends to follow in her footsteps and be like this health guru, yoga instructor type person um, who ends up gaining a lot of fame because, you know, yoga and Pilates are popular nowadays. So as Adrian's gaining popularity, she starts getting like these death threats and she thinks that they're from her mother. So she ends up going back to her childhood hometown that she hasn't visited since her mother went bonkers. And she ends up reconnecting with, you know, a childhood crush, which always sounds romantic in books, but I don't feel like that would ever really work out in real life. But sure, we're, we're running with it, Nora. And um, some other things unfold. This one was published in 2021, earlier in 2021. So, um, yeah, it, it, was, uh, it was an interesting read. We have it categorized as romance. I feel like it was more of a mystery book because of the death threats and then, you know, the mom, maybe the mom. We're not sure if it was the mom coming back. But uh, overall, it was very interesting. Kept me on my toes. I was very intrigued by it. I can't say that I have the love that Corbin has for J.D. Robb, for Nora Roberts, but I do enjoy her, her works. So, happy birthday, Nora. Happy birthday, J.D. Robb. What was that? I'm so excited. If you can hear the grin in my face, it's there. It won't go away. And that was my happy birthday, J.D. Rock. It happened It's kind of like looking at Venom. Wow. There it goes. She made that go away. That is hurtful. <laughs> Let's end this show. So. Corbin, Corbin, can you do us one big favor and sing happy birthday to the J.D. Rob? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, J.D. Robb. Happy birthday to you. Thanks for, um, thanks for listening. Hopefully you come back next week where somebody else will be singing happy birthday to somebody else. <laughs> Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Shelf Logic. Make sure to hit subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Follow us on social media where we are at MCLDAZ.